PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. Go to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Bishop Bull, if you're watching, I'm not sure if you're watching or you're somewhere relaxing. We love you, sir. We love you, Bishop. We love you. We love you, Bishop. Hear from your son. We love you. We appreciate you. We honor you. I'm learning as a parent that, you know, it's cool when your children buy you material gifts and buy you material things, but one of the greatest gifts and one of the greatest honors as a parent is seeing your children demonstrate and display your teachings and to become successful from it. That's one of the greatest honors. I mean, I mean, it's, it's nice. The gift is nice, but as a parent, you guys would understand that when you look out and you see your children thriving, you see them displaying and illustrating and, 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 and showing and, and just being all that you have taught them to be in God. That's one of the greatest honors. So I go so hard and I, I press on because I just want to be a demonstration and a reflection that he didn't waste his time. This all wasn't for nothing. You know, the, 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 and, 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 and you guys may know it, but you don't understand the late night crying, the, 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 the tarrying, the denying of the flesh, the denying of oneself. That uh, uh, is a lot. So sometimes you just want to look out and say, is it, was it worth it? So I just want to stand here to say, Lord, um, say here, Bishop, that it was worth it. It was worth it, Bishop. It was worth it. Acts chapter 4. I'm reading out of the NIV version. The Lord has been, uh, this, 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 this was a little challenging only because I am, in, I am hearing God. Um, more than I've ever heard him. It's like he's just dropped. He's just dropping stuff on me. But the, 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 the issue that I was having, just being transparent, was being able to decipher what's for you and what's for me, right? Because I don't want to give you something that was for me, right? Sometimes we can get up here and we can project a word on you that God is saying, no, that's for you. <laughs> that's your word. That's what you need to personally handle. That's what you need to take care of. So I'm, 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 I was trying to be real careful, like, Okay, Lord, what is it that you want the people to hear? What, what is the message for them that I need to subtract from all that you're, um, that you're speaking to me? Um, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna talk about what I believe he wants me to share with you. Starting in verse 1, we're reading out of the NIV, Acts chapter 4. It says, The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. Verse 5, the next day, the rulers, the elders, and the teachers in the law met in Jerusalem. Ananias, high priest, and Ananias, the high priest, was there. And so was Calphius, John, Alexander, the others of the high priest family. 
they had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you, did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Verse 12, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind, but by which we must be saved. Verse 13, which is a key verse. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Verse 14. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. Verse 15, the last verse. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sadrian and then confer together. That's it. We're done there. Bless the reading of the Lord's word. My topic for today is displayed courage. Displayed courage. Someone say displayed courage. Displayed courage. Um, as I was... Uh, seeking the Lord on what was necessary for the people of God um, in this time, in this season of what God was uh, attempting to get to us and the message that was important, not for this season, but for the next season we're about to go into, which is 2023. Uh, we're going to begin to start hearing a lot of prophetic words. People are going to start talking about what the Lord is sharing with them and what the Lord is saying for the next year. And the Lord has been telling me to just keep it simple. He said, keep it simple. But he's also said that you are going to have to display courage. You're going to have to display courage for where I'm taking you, where I'm taking the church. The key verse here was Acts chapter 4, verse 13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. It's interesting because the word there says unschooled. It wasn't that they were uneducated or illiterate men. It just basically meant that they weren't schooled in theology. They, were, they, weren't, they weren't people that, quote unquote, went to seminary or had a theological education, but they were educated. They were fishermen. They had a career. They wasn't, weren't illiterate people, but they were men that God had chose to use. He had chose to use ordinary men to display his courage in the earth. As I was studying for this, it was a quote that came back to me that I had read some time ago, but it came back to my remembrance um, through Dr. Martin Luther King. It says, the unlimited measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but it's where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Just to give you a little backdrop of this story is we come in at the end of a miracle that took place in Acts chapter 3. If you go back to Acts chapter 3, um, Peter and John was on their way into the temple to begin to pray. 
And at that moment, there was a man who was bought there. And apparently, based on the scripture, he was bought there every day to beg. He was there to beg and ask of people's um, wealth to, so that he can um, live his life because of the situation he was dealing with. And Peter and John had the audacity to step out on faith and step out in courage and believe that this man can be healed and believe that this man can rise from that place into a new place. So what happened was, as they got into Acts chapter 4, the, Sajin, the, 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 the Sadducees, the, the, the leaders, the religious leaders, they became upset. They became irate. They was angry that not that the man was healed, but that they preached in the name of Jesus. The problem they had was that, not was it that, that it was the miracle, but they, the problem they had was, is that this man was preaching in the name of Jesus. God is saying that I need my people to display courage. I need you to step up and not be afraid to declare the name of Jesus. I need you to step up and not be afraid to step out and preach the gospel. Not be afraid to step up and share the word of God. This word courage is interesting. If we look up the word courage, there was a couple of different def definitions out there, but I uh, I landed on these two that I thought was fitting for the context in which we, we were speaking today. It's this mental or moral strength to face, venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Someone who is brave. In the context of which we are reading today, uh, the word courage means Christian courage is willingness to say and do the right thing regardless of earthly cost <laughs> because God promises to help you on the account of Christ. Mark chapter 8 verse 34 says, Jesus called the crowd, I'm reading out of the Amplified, Jesus called the crowd together with his disciples and he said to them, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciples, he must deny himself, set aside self-interest, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and to follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and, and if need be suffering, perhaps be willing to lose your life for faith. God is calling us to display courage in this time. It's not hard for us to see that there's a lot of things wrong going on in the world, but it's hard to see those who are rising up to display courage in the midst of the circumstances. Someone need to raise their hand and say, I will be that person to rise up and display courage. The apostles was in a situation where they could possibly lose their lives. They were being challenged because of their faith. They were being challenged because they had chosen to preach the name of Jesus Christ in spite of the norms of the day. As I begin to research this instantly, uh, I, I, the, the, the first thing that came to mind was the opposite of courage is cowardness. Cowardness would be instantly your thoughts of of, of, of cowardness, um, of, of courage. Cowardness is someone that is fearful, scared, not willing to face danger. That, that's what someone we would display, uh, characterize as a coward. 
But as I was researching this, I came to another definition that really struck me away. It, 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 it means the opposite of courage is automation conformity. Automation conformity. It's not really that deep. It's a, it's a, it's a psychological word. They use it in psychology. And automation conformity means behaviors displayed by individuals who unthinkingly conform to the demands or roles they occupy or closely imitate the actions and the opinions displayed by others. In other words, this man had been coming to the gate for days or years begging and needing someone to step out by faith to be an answer, but yet everyone walked by him. And the apostles dared to defy what the norm was and said, you know what? I don't have silver and gold, but I have Jesus. We are walking in, in, in a life where the norm is to become cynical. The norm is to become pessimistic. The norm is to become shut your mouth about Jesus. That's becoming the norm. And God is saying, I need people to not conform to that mindset. A matter of fact, we, we, we hear it in Romans chapter 12. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hold, on, hold up. Then you will be able to test and prove what is God's will and good, um, pleasing and perfect will. Do not conform to the ways of this world. God is calling his people to step out and display courage. But we have to understand that that courage that we display could cost us our life. It could cost you your life. Matter of fact, it could cost you your career. It could cost you some friendships. <laughs> it, could, it, could, it could cause a, a, a target to be put on your back for the name of Jesus. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that are going through situations, but I, I, I challenge if those situations they're going through because of the gospel's sake. We can all say, Lord, I need your help. I'm going through, but are you going through for the gospel's sake? We have to remember that we are believers. We have been bought with a price. We have an obligation and a duty to display courage and display the gospel and the grace message of Jesus Christ. We can't allow ourselves to become so consumed with what's going on around us and what's going on in the world that we become so uh, 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 to a place where we begin to conform to the mindset of this world. He says he needs us to display courage. When we read closely, we will find that the Bible has many references to courage. Believers are frequently called to be strong and courageous, to stand firm, to take heart. In Joshua, I'm reading my notes. In Joshua chapter one, chapter 1, verse 9, God challenged his people. Haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Likewise, Jesus exalted his, his disciples. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You, have, you will have to suffer in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. John 16, 33. Courage 
is what God is asking for us to display. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm being transparent with you. As we go throughout life, as we go throughout situations, everything in this world is trying to suck out of us the courage of God. It's trying to suck out of us the praise. It's trying to suck out of us the truth. But God is saying, I need a people to rise up and say, you know what? I'm not going to just stand for the status quo. I'm, listen, I'm no longer going to talk to my family members and leave Jesus out of the conversation. I know I'm coming at you. I know, I know I'm coming at you because this is what we need today. People need to hear the truth. They need to hear the gospel. Too many times we can get on the phone and we can talk about the stock market. We can talk about the football game. We can talk about this, that, and the third. But can we, can we, can we actually tell them about Jesus Christ? Can we build up the courage? I know it may make us, it may, it may seem like we, 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 it may make us seem like we, we, they're going to embarrass, we're going to be embarrassed or, or they may think we're crazy. But so what? So what? So what? Somebody shout, so what? You think I look crazy. So what? This is the only thing keeping my mind, the gospel. This is the only thing keeping me sane, the gospel. My hope in this word is the only thing that is keeping me at this point. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say about me. Because I understand that this is the one thing that is keeping me and I'm not going to be selfish to where I can hide this myself. I have to share this. I have to tell some people. I have to tell some folks. I have to get out there and tell people about Jesus. But as we read the books of Acts, which is so, what's so amazing about this book, it's, it's a whole uh, book displaying courage. How the apostles started, how they, they, they begin to uh, go out and minister and share the word of God. It was God producing courage in them. And most of us are under situations right now where you seem like life is wearing you down. But I've come to tell you that that's just God building up courage in you. He's building up a tenacity in you to go forth. He's building up a boldness in you to go out and do greater works. I'm not saying God won't use you in the marketplace, but I'm coming to tell you that if he is going to use you in the marketplace, it's for his glory and it's for the ministering of the gospel. God will use you in different arenas, but don't you forget that you've been bought with a price, that you are there to share the gospel. Your life is to be there to share the gospel, to share the truth, to not be afraid to tell people who Jesus is. Who Jesus is and what he's done. Sometimes we get caught up and we become afraid because we're concerned about the response of man. But God told me to tell you, don't be concerned about the response of man. You just be concerned that you deliver the message. And if they don't receive it, dust off your shoes. Dust it off and go on to the next person. But God is saying, I need this church. I need the church. I need the church to become a church that is evangelistic again. I need the church to become evangelistic again. We, we get so concerned about building buildings. And building all these programs that we forget to just tell the simple truth. Just the simple truth. I know it's simple. I know it's not that deep. But it, it's, it's the simple truth. Tell them who they can be saved by. Who can save them. 
God told me as I was preparing for this, he said, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Courage is a virtue. This courage that God is asking us to display today is not a natural, a natural personality trait that one is born with. It is a virtue that can be de- developed with the right habits. Courage can be built up in you. Someone may be struggling right now with courage. You may be struggling or, or feeling fearful, or you may be feeling a, uh, afraid to, to share the word or to share the gospel or to live, uh, to live in authority and live in power. You may be feeling uh, scared to do that, but God is saying that courage is a virtue that can be built up over time with the right habits. You have to start challenging yourself to do things that, you, that normally make you scared. You have to challenge yourself to go into areas, to speak up and do things that normally make you afraid. And can I be honest with you? Courage, just because you act in courage doesn't mean there's an absence of fear. Fear is still present. Ooh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Fear is still present. Fear is still present, but you still have to go anyway. I believe I read, I believe I read, and I believe it was, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? It was uh, one of the leadership book, books, uh, John Maxwell. He said, he said cur- someone who operates in courage is someone that is showing that they have, they have this, uh, what, what did he say? How did he say it? He said, courage, he said, he said, someone operating in courage is, oh my God, I can't even remember it. I can't, I can't even remember it. But he was talking about how it was displayed. It was someone operating in courage is displayed, uh, prayer displayed. Uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But in other words, the courage that God needs us to display, it's, it, 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 it's, it's beyond your fear. You are going to feel scared. Being up here right now is fearful. Public speaking is fearful. But I get up every time with the grace of God. I get up with the strength of God. I, when God says, I, when, 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 I, when I hear it, you have to speak. You have to minister. Instantly, instantly you start thinking about all of, of your strengths, your capabilities, all that you're good. And you're like, God, I'm not a pu- good public speaker. I don't, I don't do this. I haven't been trained for this. And God is saying, stop looking at yourself and look at me. Look up at me. Stop looking at yourself. Look at me. And when you look at me, when you focus on me, when you, put your, when you put your focus on me, I will give you the strength. I will give you the ability. I will give you what you need to go out and display this courage. It says in Hebrews chapter, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, Let us run this race with endurance, the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. If we look, continue to look at God, if we continue to put our focus on God, he will give us the strength we need to display courage. He will give us what we need to display courage. I know it's, I know, I know it's simple, but the truth of the matter is most people are not displaying courage in this moment. The pandemic has caused all type of fear. The virus has caused all type of fear in people's lives. And I'm not saying that there's not a a legit part of the virus, but God is saying, I don't need you to shut down and stop moving. I don't need you to stop. I need you to continue to move forth. I need you to continue to go. I need you to continue to walk in courage. I need you to be bold in this season. I need you to be bold. I need you to be bold. 
God is constantly challenging me as a man to operate in courage. There are generational bad habits that was displayed in my life from eating, from how to be a husband, how to be a father. And and I'm constantly defying fear by operating in courage. God is is saying, you defy fear when you operate in courage. You defy the devil when you operate in courage. When you begin to rise up and say, I'm not going to allow anything to stop me, even if I'm scared, even if I don't feel like I'm capable, even if I don't feel like I have everything I need, I'm still going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up regardless of what it looks like. I'm going to show up regardless of the situation. I'm going to show up regardless of what they say about me. I'm still going to show up because I know God is on my side and he's with me. God is calling you. God is calling this church to greater. He said, but display courage is necessary. Going into 2023, I want you guys to remember this. God is requesting displayed courage. He's going to present opportunities for you to show that you're courageous in him. What's interesting about this text in Acts chapter 4, the people that Peter was talking to were the same people that helped get Jesus crucified. These are the same people. <laughs> and I'm not going to say they were the exact same people, but I believe they were in the midst. These were the same people he denied Christ in front of. Remember, she, Peter, Peter denied He showed cowardness because of his fear. In other words, God is going to bring situations around. He's going to bring a situation around where he's now going to give you a second chance to display courage. And your display of courage is going to be your indicator that you have grown and matured. That's going to be the indicator. Not that you're scared. Not that you do it all perfectly. But the fact that you actually do it in spite of. The fact that you say it in spite of. In spite of the situation, in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what they say, I'm still going to do it. I live every day defying fear. Do you guys understand that as an African-American male in America, there's there's certain statistics about us. There's certain statistics about us that, that we're criminals, that we don't do no good, that we don't have wealth, that we don't take care of our children, that, that we're no good. I'm defying that with courage to show that there's a different narrative. There's another way. I'm not what you said about me. I'm not what they tried to make me. That takes courage. It takes courage to rise up and be what you haven't seen. My God. To be what you haven't seen. To be what you haven't seen. That, 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 that was one of my, my cries. I used to talk to my wife. I said, I just, I just, want, I just want the example. I, I just want insight. I, I just want somebody to show me the steps. And, and the Lord just kept saying to me, you have to be what you want to see. You're called to be a trailblazer. You're called to be a trailblazer. Nobody else did it. Nobody else is going to do it like you. But it's the courage of the Lord that's going to give you the strength to do it. It's the courage of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to enable you to go out and do what others couldn't do. Yes, you may have failed. Yes, you may have went through a divorce. Yeah, you, yes, you may have lost a job. Yes, you messed up. But God is saying, I'm a God of second chances. This time, do it right. And this is the revelation God gave to me. He said, listen. 
the, the chance that I'm giving you is not because of you. It's because of the promise I made to people generations before you. The, a couple of them before you just chose not to say yes. They chose to be cowards. And God is saying, I'm now placed something on you. I'm giving you the ability to do what they chose not to do. They they, they, they ran. They, they chose not to change. They chose not to do anything different. And God is saying, we are in a fresh start. We are in a new beginning. I'm giving you a new way. Stop looking to try to do things how it was in the past. That Listen, the system is crumbling, if you have not noticed. The system is crumbling. The financial system is crum- crumbling. Listen, and catch this. The, 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 the man-made church system we have, crumbling. It's all crumbling. All this man-made stuff is crumbling. And you have people trying to hold on to it because they're scared. And God is saying, step in the face of fear. Step in the face of fear and say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to do this regardless. I'm going to go scared. I'm going to go nervous. I'm going to go without all information. But I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Peter and John walked up on this man. And the man was looking for money. He was looking for materials. He was looking for, he was looking for, he was looking for uh, materials and, and something that he can tangibly take. But God has given us something better. He given us, he's given us the word of life. He's, he's, he's given us the ability to help people walk again. He's given us the ability to help people see again. See, see your courage is contagious. When you display courage, it inspires others. It inspires others to believe. Do you understand how many people are sitting there waiting on you to just display courage? They're waiting on you. See, see, see we, we want to leave it on Bishop. We just want to leave it on the senior leaders. But no, you're anointed. You're appointed. You got a call. They're waiting on you to display some level of courage so that they can believe in the true living God. So he walked up on the man and he said, he said, I don't have silver and gold, but I have the spirit of God. I can give you what I have. But this is what I love about the scripture, though. He didn't just, he didn't just tell him he did something different. He reached out his right hand. And the Bible says they lifted him up. They lifted him up. They lifted him up and helped him walk. And helped him walk. And helped him walk. See, this takes courage. See, because I could have just stayed up there in my safe place. But I said, brother, I got you. I'm going to help you walk. We're going to walk this thing out together. Listen, I don't know everything. I, I, I don't know that whole Bible, but what I do know, I'm going to share with you. I don't know the Greek and the Hebrew, but I know Jesus saves. I know Jesus heals. I know Jesus delivers, and that I can give to you. You sit right there. Listen, he helped the man go to a new place. This man is in a new place now. He's in a new place. 
It takes courage to help someone else. And what people are displaying now because of fear, I don't want to be bothered with that. I don't want to do that. I'm giving up on that. I'm leaving that alone. No, 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 no. There are people that still need you. Your life has value. You have value. Come on, somebody say, I have value. I have value. There is need for me. This is not the time for us to quit. But it's the time for us to display courage. He gave them the word. And that's all God requires you to give is the word. Don't think you got to be perfect. He, he, that, that brother there, he cut folks' ears off. That brother there, he was cussing folks out. This brother here was a drug dealer. This brother here was blood in the gang. This brother here. But all I can give you is what I got now. This is what I got now. This is what I got now. This is what I got now. And it's hard sometimes because you, sometimes you feel alone. And some of you may feel lonely. But I come to tell you you're not alone. We are in this together. We are in this together. We are doing this together. When they was building at that church, everybody had their individual assignments, but they was doing this together. And God is saying, don't give up. Display courage. Display courage in your marriage. Do what others are not willing to do. I, listen, I've been married 15 years, and I go back, and I look back over generation, generation, and I can't find nobody married that long in my family. It's mind-blowing. 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 And I keep saying to myself, you, you got to do this. But don't, don't think that the, the temptation and those generational bad habits don't try to come up. And try to make me think it's not possible. See, it, it, it's the, the Bible says there's a, there's a war. In, it's a war going on between the flesh and the spirit. There's a war going on. There's a war going on. And it's the flesh saying, don't do that. Go sit down. Mind your business. And it's the spirit of God saying, rise up. Open your mouth. Be courageous. Be bold. Do, look, change the narrative. Listen, stop looking for normal. Normal is overrated. Normal is overrated. We're, we're looking for normal and it's overrated. We're looking for something that is overrated. Our lives are not normal. We're not normal. I had to tell my wife and my children this. We're not normal. The life, the consecration that we have chosen to accept, we are not normal. Stop looking to be normal. And start living a courageous life. Courageous life. We're looking to be normal, and God is saying normal is overrated. Normal is overweighted. When we take the step into new territories, God is going to blow our minds. God is going to blow our minds. You, you're going to be able to see that there was more in you than you even knew. There's greater in you. Sister T, is greater in you. There's more in you. There's more in you. I just, I, listen, I just feel it in my spirit. I feel like I, as God is transitioning you off of your job, he's trans, 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 transferring you into a greater ministry. Greater servitude. All that you've experienced, all that has happened to you, God is going to allow you to release and be a blessing it was not for nothing. God is going to turn it around. He's going to use it for good. 
And God is saying, stop beating yourself up for not being the mother you thought you should have been. God is saying, I'm going to give you a second chance. He's going to give you a second chance. And he said, this time, display courage. Even though you may not have all the words or you may not be able to articulate and get it out, just hug them. Just hug them. Just hug them. Just, you, you, it's not about all the stuff we need to say. Just hug them. If that's all you can get out, just hug them. But God is saying he's going to give you a second chance. He's going to give you another opportunity. And how you accept it, it's going to be your confirmation that you got it. That you got it. That you got it. I keep telling the Lord in my personal time, I keep saying, God, I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this moment. So I stopped asking God why, and I started asking him what. We so busy asking God why, 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 why is this, why is this, why is this? And, and, and now I'm like, God, what is it? What am I supposed to get in this moment? What, 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 what do you want to get to me? You can keep going. What do you want to get to me? What is it? What is it? Somebody shout, what is it? We spend so much time focusing on the why that we miss the what. We focus, we, we, what does the why matter if you don't get the what? Because you'll find out why and you never got the what to handle the why. So you start asking Lord, asking the Lord, what is it? What is it that you are trying to get us to get as a church, as a ministry, as an individual? What is it I need to get? I said, Lord, I'm going to be honest with you. This is fearful. What you're asking me to do, what you're asking me to display, the heart that you're asking me. Listen, I'm like, you're asking me to, to, to spark and, and run and start a men's ministry, and I didn't have a man example outside of Bishop Bull. I didn't, I didn't have it. I didn't, I didn't have no one from this high training and molding me and shaping me. I'm only giving you what I can give you, D, the Word of God. God has given me his Word. I've displayed it, I've lived it, and that's all I can give. But can you imagine the fear? Like, what do I have to say? What can I say to these men? What do I have? He said, you got me. You got me. You got me. And I'm telling you, you, he got you. You got him. Just trust the Lord. God is going to give somebody in here a second chance. I didn't even, I, I didn't even get to all my notes. That's how it works. You, you do all this preparing and studying and you write all this stuff down. That's, that's how it works, Jordan. You do all this study and you get all of this. And then you grace the sacred desk and the Holy Spirit just do what he wanted to. This totally did not, I'm telling you, like, I, if you see my iPad, I got it all flowed out. It was going to sound all good. And then I got up here like, Ur! give it like this. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I, 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 for the past two weeks, I had it lined up, looking good, looking good. <laughs> Got asterisks and all of that on there, you know, emojis for myself. And it's just like, but I'm going to keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. Courage. Start praying about displaying courage. Courage. Display Courage. That's what God is saying. Display courage. Show courage. I know it's trying.
of PHM Experience, a podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Dwayne L. Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come with the experience.